what we're offering, we can grab a huge portion of the farmers that need to grow CBD from hemp. We're looking to talk with investors. We believe that in the future that anything that's commercially agriculturally farmed already comes from tissue culture. We believe that type 3 CBD hemp is going to be the same way and eventually clones from tissue culture is going to be the future. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today in Raising Cannabis Capital, we are joined by Tony Locken, the CEO and founder of Vibrant Hemp Cultures. Tony, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Dan. Well, the demand for CBD is just so great. We hear farmers are just racing to add CBD so that they can take advantage of this demand. But there's a bunch of additional layers of complexity with hemp that farmers are a lot of times aren't aware of. Maybe we can start off by you telling us what some of these challenges that farmers face with hemp. Sure, sure. So typically right now, about 95% of the people growing hemp in the United States and across the world are growing from seed. Typically a farmer that grows from seed, what they do is they have to find a reputable seed dealer. And once they do that, they have to uh, receive the seeds, germinate the seeds. Once they germinate the seeds, then if all, if they get a good germination rate, then they have to call out any plants that have not grown properly. And then once they grow in a hothouse or a greenhouse, for typically somewhere around five or six weeks, they can be ready to transfer those out into the field. Even seed companies that are guaranteeing their seeds are female, up to 99.7%, you still have to be worried about calling out males once you plant. Especially the larger your crop, the larger your field is, the more you have to worry about potentially having that problem. Another thing is phenotypical differences between the seeds. One example that I always give is if you have 10 children, one could be a doctor and another could be a crackhead. That may not be PC, but you know you get the point. When, you, when you're going from seed, you have no idea what you're going to get. The phenotypical differences between seed are huge for the cannabis plant, whereas something like soybeans or corn or tobacco, the phenotypical differences are like 0.0001%. So you can feel confident that you're going to get the same plant going from seed. With cannabis, it's a totally different story. Yeah, I think that's really helpful for us to get things started is to understand how complex this is. And a lot of it is just because the industry is new and we haven't really solved a lot of these problems. So the farmer grows from a seed in some cases up to, I'm just going to call them a little plant, and then they take that out into their field and then they they put that plant into the ground. Or they work with a company like Vibrant Hump Cultures and you've already got these little plants and they buy the little plants right from you. I know it sound, sounds very sophomoric, but is that sort of the gist of it? Yeah, that's pretty much what we offer. So we've uh, teamed up with East Fork Cultivars. They're out of Southern Oregon. They've been breeding and phenotype selecting specifically type 3 CBD hemp for the last five years. So they're a little bit ahead of the curve. We've contracted seven of their different cultivars that we have in culture at our tissue culture labs that have been field tested for the last three years. So we're confident in their abilities and we're confident in their THC and their CBD levels and their terpene profiles. Just to jump in, it sounds to me like you're 
solving two problems. One is you're eliminating a lot of those challenges that the farmer would otherwise have to deal with on his own because you've already eliminated a lot of those variables. They're not going to get a real tall plant growing next to a real bushy plant. They're going to know how much THC each of the plants going to produce. And the reason that all this happens is that A, it reduces their cost, but then it also B, increases their potential return on the crop. Is that the goal? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, what we talked about was strictly just the genetics that East Fork was able to find that we have in our arsenal. We're the only people that offer those worldwide. So we have something special that no one else has genetics wise. But also just to mention the, the benefits of tissue culture, you don't have to germinate. You don't have to put anything in a hothouse. We pull up in a truck and give you a six inch plant that's hardened off and field ready. So you take our plant off our truck and you put it directly in the field. You don't have to waste any time or resources germinating or calling out any plants that aren't necessarily as healthy. Every plant has been sorted three to four times, so they're identical. They're a beautiful plant, has complete lateral rooting, increased juvenile branching. Everything about a tissue culture plant is superior to a seed. Um, They're guaranteed to be disease-free, contaminant-free, and pathogen-free as well. Oh, my gosh. um, Yeah, it is a clone, but it's different than a traditional clone. It's vastly superior. As you were going through some of the advantages, you you did touch on making sure that all the plants are the same. And we talked about THC. For the listeners that aren't aware of this, why is it so important that they manage the THC levels in their crop? Well, across the whole U.S., a bunch of states are going from different rules right now. So need to follow the farm bill rules. There are states that need to follow a pilot program rules from the previous years. And then there are states that are going by the USDA draft rules, which are the most stringent right now, which require the total THC of your plant to be 0.3% or lower 15 days pre-harvest. Based on which state, where you are and what you're going through, farm bill pilot program or USDA draft rules wise, you need to know what your rules are so that you can be compliant and that you'll be able to not only sell in your own state, but you can ship to other states as well. That's something that's very important. The cultivars that we have from Eastport cultivars that we have in culture are all farm bill and pilot program compliant and then USDA draft rules compliant, provided that you harvest them in the correct amount of time. Wow. Well, I mean, that just gives you the peace of mind, especially with putting a new crop into the ground. I think people are going to really look for that. On that same line, the percentage of CBD in the plant is really a big driver. So therefore, the more CBD that the plant produces, the more valuable it is, and therefore, the more the farmer can sell them for. And I read on your website that that's one of the important things of the plants that you provide. So we have picked high CBD cultivars on purpose through East Fork. We've accepted some other ones as well that may be a little bit lower, but test really high in their terpenes. Just like in the cannabis plant, the terpenes are what unlock receptors in your brain to receive the cannabinoids from the plant. If you don't have any terpenes, you're not necessarily getting the entire benefit from the plant. In order to get your plants out to as many farmers as you can. Uh, I suspect it's a pretty big capital outlay. I think I saw on your your website that the order size starts at 20,000 plants. It seems like that's a pretty big capital outlay. Are you are you in the process of raising money or do you plan to raise any money? My business partner Tom Samuels, he's the co-founder of Vibrant Hemp Cultures with me. 
he has come in to have us being well-funded for right now, but we are looking for the future to greatly expand because we think that with what we're offering, we can grab a huge portion of the farmers that need to grow CBD from hemp. I guess we're looking to talk with investors and we have a bunch of ideas on where we would like to take this. We believe that in the future that anything that's commercially agriculturally farmed already comes from tissue culture. We believe that type 3 CBD hemp is going to be the same way. And eventually clones from tissue culture is going to be the future. Vibrant hemp culture is going to be taking a good portion of business for the farmers that are doing type 3 CBD hemp in the United States. And we also are capable of shipping worldwide too. You can ship to every place in the United States and then you can ship all over the world. I mean, I think... I think this is an opportunity right now that is not going to always be there, so you need to take advantage of it as quickly as you can. I'll have all of Tony Lockins from Vibrant Hemp Culture's contact information on the MJ Bulls website, so if anybody wants to get in touch with Tony to talk to him further about his company, reach out to him directly. Tony, it's been great talking to you, and thanks for the education. I, <laughs> I learned a lot on this show. Thanks. Yes, thanks so much for having me on MJ Bulls, and great to meet you, Dan. Great to meet you, too. Good luck with this. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of of the award-winning podcast, The Kenna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Kenna podcasters right here on PodConnex and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.